<laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I've never experienced this before. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> wow. Okay. So hopefully you won't disconnect this time. Oh man. <laughs> I guess four times the charm. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. We have to think positive, right? <laughs> yes, we've been talking about this the whole time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All oh, right. Oh, my goodness. So. So, one more final time from the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you cultivate the positive self-talk? Okay, so... To cultivate positive self-talk, it's so important to become aware of your self-talk. So that's step number one. And step number two is start shifting those limiting, those negative thoughts to positive thoughts. See, most people are on, they're kind of like on autopilot. They're so busy with day-to-day life activities that they are not even aware of their thoughts and especially their negative thoughts they're just you know if they're hard on themselves they don't realize that that's something that they said that to themselves and so they need to focus on the best thing is to first number one become aware of the self-talk and then number two is to start shifting those um, negative thoughts to positive thoughts But the key really is to start to shift limiting beliefs. And that requires a little bit of work. And there's a technique to change limiting beliefs. But the way to really create positive self-talk is to get down to the root cause of the problem. Like, why are you thinking negatively? Um, Oftentimes, actually, really the, the main reason is because of a limiting belief. Because your beliefs create your thoughts, and then your thoughts create your reality. Now, do you think sometimes people get in the way of their thoughts? Yes. So, you know, again, they're not even aware, but then once they start to become aware of their thoughts, they, they sabotage themselves by thinking negatively and not making the effort to change those those negative thoughts Um, because truly our thoughts have so much power every single word that we use every single thought that we have it is so powerful it affects us down to you know it affects our physiology down to the cellular level and we often don't catch those thoughts. We don't make the effort to change it. But this um, one of the first positive development or personal development gurus that was out there. It was called Earl. Uh, his name was Earl Nightingale, and he was so such a firm believer in creating positive thoughts and how that can significantly affect the quality of your life. It can ultimately lead to you being rich, successful. That was really his mindset around it. But he made some very important points. And basically, he said that, you know, it's so simple, but people take it for granted because it's free. But our thoughts 
are powerful and a positive thought will lead to a positive outcome and a negative thought will lead to a negative outcome. And how simple is that? But how many of us really, you know, use that power of our thoughts? It's powerful. I mean, we see it every day. If we're thinking, focusing on the negative, we're going to get more of that. It's kind of like the law of attraction. If we're focusing on the positive, we're going to get more of that. It's, it's kind of like a science to it. You know, you just, what you focus on is what you are going to attract more of. I agree. I feel like what you put in the universe is what's going to come back. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so it's just pretty cool because we have the ability, we have, we have a lot of power. Right. Definitely. I don't think we realize how much we do have. So your next topic is talk about the power of meditation and how it alleviates stress and anxiety. Yes, I love that topic Um, because meditation is really, really powerful. And meditation has so many benefits For sure, it is very, very helpful in reducing stress and reducing anxiety. Um, I was introduced to it many years ago. And one of the things that helped me was this book I read by Herbert Benson called The Relaxation Response. And he talks about all the physiological benefits of meditation. He was a Harvard psychologist. And it was a really, really well-known book at the time. And I still highly recommend it, The Relaxation Response, because he talks about the technique. He walks you through the steps of meditating for transcendental meditation. And um, you know, he talks about how meditating on a regular basis, and, and this is based on research that he did, that meditating on a regular basis actually helps decrease the heart rate, decreased blood pressure, slows down the breathing. So physiologically, a lot of health benefits. Because as we know, in the U.S. especially, heart disease is like the number one killer. Um, And one of the biggest causes, one of the biggest causes, of course, diet plays a big role also, but one of the biggest causes is stress. Right. You know, it causes inflammation in the arteries and So stress is definitely something that meditation can help with, which is really, really great to know because, you know, it's, it's a matter of learning what works for you. There's different kinds of meditation practices out there. There's different apps available. There's calm app, headspace and insight timer. Those are the ones I would recommend that I'm familiar with, but you know, whether you do guided meditation or something like what, Herbert Benson recommended in his book, The Transcendental Meditation. It, it's powerful. It really is very beneficial for decreasing stress. And a lot of people don't realize stress is really the silent killer. Exactly. You know, you said it. That's, it really is. And it's, um, I mean, just look at our country as compared to some other countries like I've been reading about the blue zone countries a lot lately and um, in those countries they they, those are the countries that they after doing some research they found that they they have the greatest longevity in the population that lives there Um, and it's because of 
their lifestyle. So it's not like one thing that will help with promoting a healthy lifestyle. They look at their social life and their diet, but also things they do for their, they're not overworked. They're, they, they take time out to have fun and create joy in their life to do things that help them relax. And the, you know, they take time off of work. They're not as stressed as we are in the U S although, I mean, it's everywhere. Um, but in the U S for sure, it's a big problem. And meditation is is powerful you know i think a lot of people underestimate the power of meditation like it really calms you down slows everything down especially you live a high-paced lifestyle absolutely absolutely it's um yeah it's a great great thing to do on a regular basis on a daily basis (coughs) excuse me it's okay yeah, I, lo- I wish a lot more people do meditation because it really helps. Yes, it really does. And I think now more people are realizing the benefits of meditation because people are talking about it. They're talking about mindfulness. Um, you know, that's another big benefit of meditation is, you know, when you meditate on a daily basis, like say you carve out 10, 20 minutes out of your day, once or twice a day to meditate, it gets you in this really cool place where you feel, you feel relaxed. You feel like almost powerful. Like you're connected to your, your highest self, you know, your true essence, which is, you know, it's like people, especially who struggle with low self-esteem and struggle with confidence. They, they benefit a lot from meditation because it helps them realize Wait a minute. They are pretty awesome. You just realize it during meditation. Um, And yeah, doing it on a regular basis also transfers to other areas in your life. So especially with becoming more mindful in your day, it helps you become more present when you're doing your day to day activities, you know, just whether you're playing with your your kids or engaged in activity you're just more in the present and that's really what life is about isn't it just you know it's not about being in our head all the time and i think so many people are these days (laughs) just gotta get out of the way that's how i feel yeah so your next topic is why fundamentally change does occur by changing our limited beliefs to empowering beliefs. Yes. So that's a really good, it's a, it's a powerful question because I feel that, you know, for people who are trying to create lasting change in their life. So whether it's in terms of their health, in terms of like losing weight or finding that relationship they've been wanting, a career they want, whatever it is, the underlying cause, the underlying cause of why they're not successful in that area is because of their limiting beliefs. It's because of something that they um, learned in their childhood. So a lot of times our limiting beliefs come from our childhood. Majority of the times it's the, the messages that we receive from parents, friends, peers, 
society, teachers, you know, on TV, it's messages that we receive, we never question, and they've become embedded in our mind as truth, like that's our belief. But truly, that's not, that's, if we continue to hold beliefs that are not true, like say someone told you as a child that you are fat and you can't lose weight, and then you have that, you know, poor self-image, you're not likely to change it immediately unless there's like a radical shift in your mindset. You carry that into your adulthood and it continues to affect your self-image. You know, it's because you think you can't lose weight. You think you're not good enough, not capable because somebody told you that because you saw it on TV or, you, you know, some friend told you or your parents. But then unless you examine that belief that limiting belief that you can't lose weight unless you examine it is not going to change. And the beauty right. is that it's not as hard as people think. You just have to start examining that limiting belief like an investigator. You have to look at it like, what is the truth around that limiting belief? You know, is it true? You have to start asking questions. And once you start asking questions, you realize, wait a minute, it's not true. That limiting belief was never true why if other people can lose weight why can't i lose weight you know you have to look at the facts and once you realize the facts around the limiting belief that you learned you know the messages you've been carrying from your childhood you have to really look at all the limiting beliefs because it really is transformative that's that's why it's so important to look at limiting beliefs and until you start to change those limiting beliefs the shift cannot truly occur you're still covering up things you know the the true fulfillment you can get by by realizing that you are pretty good you're good enough and you're capable of just about anything like that's a message i try to deliver to my clients because at the core we all are nobody's perfect but we're all amazing we're all capable of so much and once we realize the truth, so if we have a limiting belief and we start to examine the, the truth around it, you know, what are the facts? Once we start to look at it that way, then we know that we can accomplish something. We can lose weight, for instance. And then once we realize the truth, it's, it's pretty hard to go back to what's false, you know, to believing what was not true. So that's pretty, you know, the cool thing about looking at our limiting beliefs it's transformative and unfortunately you know there's not a lot of coaches or even therapists for that matter that look at that you know it, it takes some time it's not very extensive time but it, it does take some time to kind of think through these things encounter those limiting beliefs but it's it's worth it exactly it's definitely worth it in the long run you just can't pay attention when people say negative things to you because they intentionally try to put this in your head so it stays there permanently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see it all the time and, and parents saying things they don't mean to, they don't realize that, wow, it really it actually is affecting the child. You know, things that the child maybe has heard or even as adults, sometimes we receive these messages as an adult. It's not just in our childhood, but primarily it does come from our childhood. And it's, you know, people don't mean to say things. 
Sometimes they don't realize it. Sometimes they do mean to say them because they're hurt themselves, you know, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> people don't realize in the long run you're hurting yourself by saying it. Like you're blocking your own blessings. Like what are you doing? Right. So your next topic is how does one experience more joy and fulfillment in life? Yes. So I love that question. There's so many ways. Um, so I, for my clients, I've created a seven step, seven tools, seven steps for like life transformation I like to call it because it truly is. It's kind of my formula for success and fulfillment. And, you know, it's not the only way. There's different methods. But I feel that, you know, we all have a journey to go through. We all have setbacks and life lessons to learn. But it's a matter of how we deal with it. We can stay stuck in old patterns or we can move on to greater fulfillment and the seven steps that I created and I can touch on a few is really uh, like a shortcut. Like you can reach that fulfillment the longer route through a lot of struggle and pain, or you can do it the shorter route. Um, and so that's my hope is that people would benefit and, and not struggle for longer than they need to not have the level of pain that a lot of people go through when they have challenges and are seeking fulfillment, but things like, um, you know, our, our mindset is number one. I would say the most important thing towards fulfillment is learning how to create a positive mindset. That's the first thing. And there's, there's other things like having a strong support, like social network, positive people in your life that lift you up. They don't bring you down doing more things that, spark joy in your life like think about when you were a kid and what really uh you know excited you what made you happy right we all have that inner child within us <laughs> i tell that to people all the time like no matter how old you get the inner child will always be there yes that is so true and that is our essence. And that's why, you know, just kind of circling back to the first thing that you talked about, Des, is our, our self-talk. Like, we have to be our own cheerleader. That inner child is always there. And a lot of times we neglect that inner child. You know, we're hard on ourselves. We're, we're, we need to ask ourselves every day, what do we need? You know, we might have an agenda for the day, but maybe... Maybe our inner child needs something else. Maybe we need a day of rest. Exactly. You just got to figure that out. What but you it is have to ask questions. Um, yep. You know, that we don't ask questions enough. And I think that's, that's important. You got to ask. Without asking questions, you won't know the answers to what you're looking for. Right. Exactly. So your next topic is how does one improve mind, body, health? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, you know, I'm a physical therapist also. And right. when I 
work with my patients, I've been doing this for over a decade now, I have noticed a pattern. And I noticed that the, the patients, the ones that do really, really well in their recovery, the ones that have the best outcome, are the ones that also thought positively through their therapy. So for instance, if they have a lot of pain in a certain area, like say the knee, and then they come into the clinic and they are constantly focusing on the pain. Now, granted, if they're in a whole lot of pain, then they need to get, you know, pain management or some other source uh, to intervene with that, like cortisone shot or something. But you know, some people focus on the pain unnecessarily. And the more they focus on that, the more it will affect their outcome. So instead, right. I say focus on the fact that you're improving every day, even if it's a little bit every day. Um, and then do your exercises, you know, and so the ones that patients that do really well, are the ones that have a positive mindset and the facts of your question is how do you improve the mind body, right? So right, mindset is huge, because I think there's a quote like your your body hears what your mind says. So there's that strong connection that every thought you hold affects you, your body down to the physiological level, down to the cells. Um, and then that easily starts the stress response cycle. But things to improve your mind body balance, overall health in that regard is things like daily exercise, huge. You guys start exercising every day. You'll see an incredible difference in how it'll help you stay positive and how even physically it will help with your posture. I mean, so many benefits, just keeping you right. strong. Um, even if you do a little bit every day, that is like almost a non-negotiable for overall good health and, and good mind body connection. So exercise, getting enough sleep. I mean, so <laughs> we're, a lot of us are very sleep deprived and, um, not getting, you know, the general recommendation is seven to eight hours of sleep. Most people don't get, or not most people, but a lot. There's a large percentage of people that are not getting that um, necessary amount. And sleep affects our cognition. It affects our mood and can lead to chronic illnesses like diabetes and heart disease. So there's a lot we can do to um, improve the mind and body connection. Right. We just got to be willing to put the work in to do so. We need to put the work. Exactly. And it's, you know, it sounds like work, but if you make it a part of your lifestyle, it's not really work is it becomes a habit and it'll be something you'll enjoy doing because like exercise, a lot of people who are not in the habit of exercising, a lot of times they don't do it because they think it's work and it's not fun, but maybe they can do something <clears throat> that is fun. Maybe ride a bike, go for a walk, you know, and, by like going out in nature, just by the water, or doing something that you enjoy makes things easy. So it doesn't have to feel like work. Exactly. I agree. So your next topic actually has to do with your physical therapy we've been speaking of. First, what made you want to be that? And second, how do you encourage others to be the best version of themselves? Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty um, 
pretty deep question. So I like that. So as far as what drove me to become a physical therapist, I, I knew I always wanted to help people. And that was the main thing. And I loved health and fitness. So even before I went into physical therapy school, I was a personal trainer and it was just kind of in my blood. I enjoyed it. It was easy. It was fun. And I loved the aspect of helping people get healthier and more fit. So that's why I decided to become a physical therapist. Um, and as far as helping people, how people can become the, you said how they can become the best version of themselves. Is that yes. the question? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's such a good question. I, I think the most important thing is for people to start realizing how powerful they are and how they already are so complete. You know, they already are good enough. They already are amazing. Just realizing that fact. And then taking creating time, carving out time in our schedule for self-care and not looking at it as work because we all deserve that nurturing, that inner child within us, right? So that creating your best self does take work. But imagine the alternative. You know, if you didn't exercise, you didn't meditate, you didn't take time out to change limiting beliefs and start focusing on positive talk. The alternative is less fulfillment in life, chronic diseases, like just dissatisfaction so that little bit of work you know that initial hard work that you might do to create that momentum to start shifting things in your life is really worth it because look at the alternative but that i would say that the the most important thing is to realize this is just like and it really helps when you're you know focused in the moment when you're meditating for instance is to realize that you're pretty amazing and then capable of just about anything we all have that power within us it's tapping into it realizing it acknowledging it i feel like once we tap into that power you can be starting the journey on becoming the um person you want to be reaching your true potential absolutely you know we all have that within us we all have that ability to create the life we want. And it doesn't matter what age we're, we are. You know, we don't have to be 20 to start that journey. Like, could be at 50. It could be at 60. Which, um, you know, hopefully you don't wait that long. But, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a matter of realizing it. It's like, it's, it's just unfortunate that people are so hard on themselves and sabotage their success and fulfillment in life you know like choosing poor relationships and being afraid of success because they think they're gonna fail and i mean we all have so much potential i think we're i think we're all born with it absolutely just, just about tapping into it that's what it comes down to exactly exactly so at this point in the podcast, I always turn it over to my guests, and you can ask me any question that you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I, I'll, I'm curious. Do you practice any of the things 
as far as um, self-care, do you exercise regularly or do you meditate? And like, what helps do you stay motivated if you do any of those um, self-care things? Well, first to answer your question, I work out six days a week. So, nice. yep, um, I do that. I also, because I try to do meditation two to three days a week, and it can be hard at times because so much like we've been talking about racing through your mind, so many things you have to do throughout the course of your day, and you try to not think about it during that time. So I try to calm my mind and body down, just slow down everything, just stop. <laughs> yeah, slowing down is hard for a lot of people. Yeah, so I do those things. Nice. Um, motivating. Um, I want to be successful in life on, on my own clothes slash uh, sneaker business. Um, working on leaving my legacy for my two boys as well. That's who oh, I do nice. everything for. So <laughs> How old are they? Nine and six, but in, re- in real time, uh, 15 and 10, because that's how they act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand. I have a five-year-old. Oh, man. He amazes me every day, the things he does That's... and says. <laughs> yep, just wait till he gets older, then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I think that's great, you know, and I think it's important to be a really good role model if you have children, too, because, my goodness, they they watch everything. They look at everything you do and say. That's what I tell people. My, like a sponge, they soak up everything they see and say everything that's around them. I'm like, you got to yeah. be mindful of that. And, and I think that, um, like, for me, that's my, that's, that's a, one of my reasons for wanting to be my best self um, every day, because, you know, how they say you should look at your why, your reason for doing what you're doing and setting the goals that you set. Um, and my why is, for sure, it's my son. I mean, obviously, I want to keep healthy. Um you know, I want to make an impact in the world and help empower people to be them their best selves. I also, you know, really want to be the best role model I can be for my my son because my goodness, I it's kind of as a parent, as you know, it's kind of scary. It's like everything we do, they are watching. And right it can leave an impression on them. And if, you know, we're not, we can't be perfect, but it's, uh, it's a powerful thing to be a good role model. And I want to be that for my son. And I'm sure you're going to be doing great at it if you haven't already. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. You're welcome. So is there anything you would like to say to the audience? Like you have anything new coming up? Um, any books uh, you want to leave your social media handles? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a website. It's coachingbysamreen.com. And Samreen is spelled S-A-M-R-E-E-N, coachingbysamreen.com. And um, Instagram, it's also coachingbysamreen. Um, again, that's S-A-M-R-E-E-N. I spell it out because it's a really... It's kind of hard to spell. Um, 
or to, you know, spell correctly, but it's, if you go on my sites, you'll get some free tips on reducing stress and eliminating burnout. That's um, something I'm very passionate about helping people with. And I also offer a free consultation. So um, if clients are interested in working with me, I can help walk them through the seven steps, um, the seven tools that help with decreasing stress and eliminating burnout. But I, you know, as far as a message to leave with your audience, um, I, I just think that, <clears throat> I just want them to know that really if, if they want to achieve something in their life, they can absolutely do it. It, it entails, you know, putting in the work and, there's a system to it, but to not lose hope, you know, and to always believe in yourself. That's it. Like really believe in your abilities. There's, um, there's a really good quote that is by Susan Taylor. And she says, whatever we believe about ourselves and our ability comes true for us. I totally agree with that. Totally. Yeah. Like so dream, earlier, dream big is my that's message. Right. <laughs> like you and said I'm earlier. here for any of your audience members that need support and guidance. Um, it's my passion. And like I said, I offer free consultation. Like you said earlier, we all have the power. We just got to find a way to tap into it. To tap into it. Yes, exactly. So... I want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate it. And yes, we made it through. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. No, it was an honor, Des. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. I definitely learned a lot today. And I hope everybody listening learned a lot as well. Please, guys. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Please, everybody, take care of your mind and body because it's very important. Absolutely. So I want you to have a blessed day. Be safe and have fun chasing a little five-year-old around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Des. You're welcome. Have a good day. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>